it's what this is all about for me to see dads encouraging each other to be better fathers, to be better husbands, to be better partners, to be engaged and to see the joy that is fatherhood. Welcome to the Dad's Move Podcast. I am your host, Joe Saladino, and we are sitting outside at my boss's house, Nelson Rascone. Hello. Hi. You're, you're here for the interview. I am. I'm so excited. I, I didn't really have am. to go very far. That was the nice part. Yeah. Today, on this beautiful, sunny, cloudless sky, we have the founder, founder of Tacoma Dad's Group, Sean Lacey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. I have the applause thing on the sound pad, but it's not <laughs> connected right now, so I can't use it. So, yay. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. And again, beautiful sunny day, and it's moderately cool at this point. It, it is beautiful. Nelson was commenting earlier, why can't it always be? Like, this is perfect Pacific Northwest weather. Absolutely. I'm not excited about being 80 later or oh, 90 this is, tomorrow. This is glorious. Yeah, but this morning time is just fantastic. It's perfect. Yep. Well, so uh, welcome. We're going to talk about you and Tacoma Dad's group since it is blowing up right now <laughs> and maybe some parenting stuff and stuff uh, coming up. Uh, yeah, super excited. Thanks again for being on. So are you a local? Are you born and raised Tacoma? Yes, actually. Uh, born uh, not too many blocks from here over at St. Joe's. Um, so I was born, born here in the eighties and lived in Tacoma until, I don't know, about 10, 10 or so. Then I moved over to Gig Harbor for about a decade, then down to Texas for a decade and back up here about eight years ago. And so it's been uh, a bit of a journey all over the place. And here I am back at my roots and, um, just really enjoying getting to connect with the community here in Tacoma more. The, the scary community in Tacoma. Oh, it's wonderful. Right. Fear us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> By the way, folks, I'm on Hilltop and I'm safe, I think. Moderately. Moderately? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe I'm not. Maybe you two are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I grew up uh, over near uh, 6th or 8th in Prospect. Oh, okay. So I, I spent my early days over there and uh, running around 6th Ave in the, you know, midday whatever you know you didn't right. go out too much at night like we we tend to stay on the uh, the front front uh sidewalk playing you know the spotlight tag or whatever it is to see who could run fast enough to get past the uh the motion sensors <laughs> well being originally from LA this is nothing yeah this is this is fine we love it here well it's beautiful today um so 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 you were here what took you to texas uh <laughs> uh oh <laughs> no, uh, a cult. Uh, yeah. Which one? Yeah, uh, called Teen Mania Ministries, actually. Uh, it was uh, like far right wing evangelical. Um, you, you, you were the enemy. I was evangelical free. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. No, we were. It, it was. Uh, it, we, we didn't know it was a cult back then. Sure. Uh, in fact, when we were, gosh, it was my second year there. Um, we were on the FBI watch list. Oh, shit. And so we took that as a badge of honor <laughs> oh, that no. like we had, we had like Trapped championed, it. yeah, <laughs> championed this so hard 
that the FBI was watching us. Oh, um, man, I can't top that. Uh, ladies it's... and gentlemen, that's usually a bad thing. You're usually not going for an FBI watch list, but to use their own. Yeah, you know, it was like I said, it was a badge of honor. Um, but yeah, we didn't, you know, it was very militarized. They took a lot of training and uh, like a lot of like Navy SEAL training kind of mentality mm. into spirituality, um, which is not problematic at all. It took quite a few years uh, out of that, probably about 10 years out of that wow. before it really started to click that, yeah, that was, that was super problematic. Wow. So what, how old were you when you were? Uh, 21. Oh, wow. I, think. I was uh -huh. like old for their standards. Right. Like they usually pick people up right out of high school. They try to encourage people to go there for a year instead of going directly to college mm. to try and better prepare you for, you know, the college environment and sure. all the... I don't know. We didn't use the term woke back then, but, you know, all the, 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 the liberal ideologies that would mm -hmm. corrupt our minds if we didn't. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, something special. It was uh, a whole thing. But I did meet my wife there. And, oh. you know, we just celebrated 15 years of marriage. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge bonus uh, from that time period down there. Wow. So you got out together. We did. Yes. Uh, things started to click. Mm -hmm. And we... Uh, we were we were lucky that both of us have a mentality of always wanting to grow and be better sure. and improve ourselves and take from life what we can learn and form it into what we believe and what our, our household is going to look like. And so when things started to, we, we saw, saw some big red flags at the time and the two of us ended up leaving there at the same time and got married shortly after, like, like really shortly after, <laughs> like we, we started dating in July and we were engaged by February. Oh, wow. And married in May. Okay. And so like, that's right. a lot quicker process than my wife and I did. We or were together ours. for 15 years before we got married. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, but that, this was, you know, this was taking our time as far as that, right. that circle was concerned down there. Um, and we got, we got lucky that, that we both had that mentality because mm -hmm. we have a lot of friends that were dating at the same time that ended up not in a good situation. Sure. Um, some pretty, pretty bad situations. Uh, some pretty toxic uh, mentalities and behaviors and divorces and abuse and all that kind of stuff that happened. And we're just really glad to have gotten out of there like we did without uh, without doing, you know, long-term damage to our relationship. So, um, Do you think there was some trauma bonding there? Some, oh, yeah. Some shared... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's... We've, we've gone at this together. Sure. All of us together, um, whether it's parenting or our household or whatever, it's always the two of us against whatever is, you know, is, is needing to be addressed. And we've had that open line of communication for as long as we can remember. You know, things weren't the best, you know, when you're coming out of a cult mentality sure. uh, and going into a relationship and trying to start things from scratch. There's a lot of old thinking that, that follows its way in. And yeah, that, that's real tough to get through at first, really is. But we are here. We got four kids. Wow. 
uh, big old neuro spicy household. Love it. Uh, Love yeah. it. <laughs> and we are are rocking along. You know, again, it's the two of us. You know, so we're we're as communicative as possible and try to make sure that we give ample space and grace for each other as uh, as we're we're growing and you know doing our own small business things and doing our own full-time things and you know got this dad's group and and that's growing like crazy so it's been it's been a long 15 years well and how great that you i mean horrible shared experience but you have that shared experience that nobody else is gonna get and understand fully yeah that's we can sit here and talk about it all day, and I'd love to. We could, <laughs> we could do a, a you know three episode series. We, oh, sure. we could talk. We could we could talk this out. Um, but nobody's gonna unless they've been through that type of thing. How how would you ever truly know? So how great that you two have a strong relationship, and you also have that shared history. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, okay, so you get out of the cult. Yep. I'm I'm cutting that and I'm putting it at the beginning. He gets out of the cult, and then I'll start. It'll start <laughs> cult the music. Free. Cult free since 19. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and then come right back here. No, so we get out of the cult. Uh, we get out of there. We end up staying around the area um, because the cost of living was ridiculously inexpensive in East Texas. Oh sure. And so I I got a job uh, doing customer service with a heater sales company. Uh, I was based out of South Dakota, and the people, the managers for that used to be in it, and oh. we're still, like, very well connected to a lot of that, but um, we weren't uh, deprogrammed, in a sense, at that point. Gotcha. We were, that, that took that took time. Sure. Um, a lot of deconstruction, a lot of long nights, a lot of conversations, a lot of uh, self-work and self-thinking and, um, you know, just, just trying to be as introspective as possible. And then we decided to stay around the area. We ended up renting a few houses through the process. Um, still very active and engaged in the church there. But we um, we felt like, one, the climate in East Texas is inhospitable. It's, it's violent. Um, everything wants to kill you. Uh, the weather, the bugs, the animals, like there, it's just, it's, it's not nice. Uh, we ended up getting to a point where it was like, we have uh, my wife's family in Michigan, where she's from. I'm from Tacoma. And, you know, we were getting to the point of cutting her family off and going no contact with them because they're um, very abusive. And so we decided that we would come up here. You know, we've got family. We've got a couple contacts up here. And... Uh, so yeah, we moved up here in 2015, I think, okay. and we had one two and a half year old and one like eight month old. Wow! And we packed up everything we possibly could uh, into the back of a U-Haul and our Nissan Pathfinder, and we drove cross country um, up through Colorado Springs and Utah and Idaho and uh, or Oregon, not Idaho. And made it all the way up here and landed at Gig Harbor for about eight months. And then we moved uh, into Tacoma shortly after that. And we've been up here since. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you get up here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some connections. Where did where, you go to work? Uh, so, yeah, that was actually the, the 
the hardest part was mm -hmm. trying to find work because mm -hmm. all my job interviews and such that I was going to be doing were all remote. Um, I don't have a college degree, but I was working in IT, mm -hmm. uh, which is what I've done for almost all of my life. You know, as, as soon as we could get a computer technology, anything like that, I've always been real adept to that. And I had an opportunity to work for a private, uh, private Christian school in East Texas. It was actually a really great experience. I love working with K through 12, uh, doing IT. I was a uh, primarily help desk, worked systems administrator style role though, uh, working with our servers and, and all that. And so I was able to get a job up here with the uh, company that makes the Right in the Rain uh, notebooks. Fantastic. Uh, they've been here in the Tacoma area since 1916, uh, if not earlier. Uh, we don't have hard papers for those first. Uh, I know that it was pre-World War One is when it started, um, but that business got um, bamboozled away while uh, the, the the founder was overseas. Oh. Um, so, which was a pretty common story, sure. especially up here in this area during that time period. But yeah, I got a job up here doing IT, uh, working as a systems administrator for the company that makes Right in the Rain. And I've been there since. And this is the longest I've ever been with a company. So it's been That's really cool. Eight years now? Yeah, just over eight years in October. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, it's a great company to work for. Um, you know, the... The, the schedule is great. It's very family focused. And so, you know, like I said, I've got, you know, neuro spicy kids. Right. Um, all sorts of flavors of ADHD and autism. Uh, it's been nice to be able to work for a company where they really take it seriously mm -hmm. that your family comes first. And I so. am going to steal that term neuro spicy. Oh, it's wonderful. It, that that works for our family too. Yep. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's our favorite term to use for it. Um, I'm undiagnosed autistic, uh, diagnosed ADD, ADHD, and uh, our oldest son is diagnosed autistic. Uh, the rest of the kids are likely in the same boat. A uh, lot of markers and, mm -hmm. and indicators for um, ADHD and autism for all of the kids. Uh, my wife as well. Like it's just, it's it's what it is. Yep. Our our house is very sensory friendly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, similar, my kiddos diagnosed on the spectrum, autistic, and we got ADHD on both sides of the family. I, mine's more the anxiety side, but we got all of that on my side. So, yeah. So the, the nice thing about that, for me at least, the nice thing about that is when my son turned three, turned four, and it's like, okay, there's something going on here. Like yep. there's clearly something going on here. One of the first things either my mom or dad or both said was, well, luckily he was born in this family. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like when your family has a background and knows what's going on with that background. Yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, what's he need? Yep, done. Yep. Like there's it. no, oh, you guys need to leave because of X, Y, Z? Yep. Go, done. Like there's no debate or extra explanation needed. We can talk about it later and get, get support, but it's, there's not the fight and the other stuff that some other families can yeah. go through because they don't understand it. If your yeah. family already understands it or understands differences, yep. just in general, oh, that's a difference. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just different. Absolutely. So yeah. but that's awesome. My wife's a professional photographer, and she definitely specializes in working with kids and families on the spectrum. It's, it's fun to watch her business grow and just be able to, you know, cheerlead that as much as humanly possible well and you <laughs> with the drone stuff it's fun yeah it's it's a it's a whole different field it's a mm -hmm. whole different uh you know she she's given me a lot of 
uh, pointers and tips and training and, and tools to better understand composition and those things with <laughs> drone photography. And now I'm trying to at least get my hands around or my head around um, using the DSLR that I've got right now for the dad's group and taking event sure. photos and such because it's it makes a huge difference. It's one of the biggest changes. I know, <laughs> wonderful breeze through here right now. Yep. But that's one of the biggest changes that I've made in this last year in growing the dad's group is adding that multimedia facet mm -hmm. so we can get still photography, um, some short video clips and such that we can share on social media. Mm -hmm. And that has drastically changed the uh, amount of dads and engagement that we've had with the group. So that's where we're going. But before we Absolutely. go there, uh, are you promoting your drone stuff? Can we get a Facebook page? Can we get our... <laughs> um, where do we see it? Because it's, yeah. it's drone stuff is awesome. I love it. And I, I was going to go into drone stuff, and then I was like, eh, that's kind of a lot of stuff to do. And uh, so I didn't. And then I was like, ah, I hate everybody's drone stuff because I want to be doing that kind of photography. And your stuff is just too good to be jealous. I just enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can look up Flyover Washington on Facebook, Instagram. Um, it's it's you know predominantly all recreational stuff, uh, so that we can, you know, I'm not out here selling my services right. or anything like that. Um, you know, down the road, I'd love to. I think it'd be fun, uh, especially my wife as she's um, you know opening up more doors for herself. Mm -hmm. She started to see the need here and there for drone photography being available. Sure. So we got to work through that and get all the legal side of things taken care of. The I, fun I, stuff. I, I think we're going to have to talk about a few things business-wise on that. Yeah. There you go. Well, real estate, yep. drone photography, oh, that's, yeah. where I was that's where I was going with it. But yeah, so awesome. Fly over Washington. Yep. Facebook, Instagram, look it up. It's good stuff. Sean is a great photographer. But that's not why he's here specifically. Tacoma Dad's Group. Yeah. So when did that start? When did you get involved, et cetera, et cetera? Give me the yeah. origin story. Well, it started uh, as as the the BK Dads Group, the Blooming Kids Dads Group, and it was um, an offshoot of the Blooming Kids Consignment Store in the North End. And it's uh, it, it was a, a a small like secret group on Facebook. Basically, just the dads of the regulars at mm -hmm. the consignment store would go out once a month and have a beer, or they would take their kids out to a, a playground. And uh, it was started in 2016. And then the I joined eight, maybe ten months after it started. Um, and there was, you know, we, we would have like maybe three or four guys that would show up. Maybe I think some of our bigger ones were like maybe seven. Sure. And I was just there. I wasn't doing anything to organize or anything like that. Um, and then a few years later, I think 2018, uh, 2018 2019, uh, Blooming Kids had a fire complete loss oh, the whole geez. the whole consignment store was burned down um and his uh the 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 previous organizer the previous uh person uh justin was his wife owned blooming kids and they decided to just say you know what we're gonna wash our hands of this and be done sure. and and they did and during that process he kind of stepped away i have a history in like event planning with with things and uh love you know, that autistic brain. Mm -hmm. I love my, my procedures. I love my, my spreadsheets. I love organizing things. And so I offered to step in and start organizing some things and, um, you know, got the ball going again so that, that meetups were happening. Mm -hmm. And 
it was actually prior to me even joining the uh, the BK Dads group, I had reached out to the leadership at City Dads because mm-hmm. I didn't see any dads groups in Tacoma. Right. And, you know, I, I did my social media, you know, Google foo and couldn't find anything. So for those that don't know, City Dads is a national organization mm-hmm. that kind of parses out support to cities and there's individual city groups under yep. the umbrella. Yeah. That, so that sound about right. Yeah. Yeah. It acts as a central management for uh, for meetup specifically mm-hmm. um, because they do they, they run a big branched out. Uh, organizational unit in Meetup, um, right. so that all of the da- City Dads groups are connected nationally. Right. Um, so I reached out, and um, there wasn't as much interest in having like a Tacoma Dads group. They wanted Seattle. They want Seattle. Seattle, come on, yeah, the I mean, that, that makes sense. Come on. And so they said, why don't you try to find some of the you know connect with some of the existing groups in the greater Puget Sound area, and get back to us and see what we got. Mm-hmm. And that was. Like I reached out to on Meetup, I reached out to a handful of the organizers and never heard anything back. Yeah, um, it looked like all of the events that were on the Meetup groups were all scheduled events, mm-hmm. like they had been set on like a, a cycle, a schedule, and so it didn't really seem like there was any interaction happening. So I was then told about the BK Dads group and mm-hmm. joined in with that, got that going, and then after I took over um, organizing for the BK Dads group. Uh, we worked through this process of like, well, if we want to grow this group, we've got to make some changes. Um, you know, it can't be a secret group. It needs right. to be discoverable in Facebook. Um, it had uh, the the partners of the dads in the group as well, Ooh. which worked for the the the, sure, the style that that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But if we're going to grow it as a dads right. group, it needs to be a safe space for dads to connect. Sure. And so uh, I went through the process of purging all of the non-dads from the group sorry yeah i know <laughs> i i you know I, I did my due diligence of making mm-hmm. sure that i reached out to everybody so that there weren't any hard feelings um there may have been i'm not quite sure at this point right it doesn't really matter as much now <laughs> can't avoid that sometimes yeah we've moved on people yeah you know we we, we try to be as uh, open and as and, and as inclusive as possible mm-hmm with the group but we uh, we switched it over to that we changed the name and the branding to be Tacoma Dads um, we actually kept the same like you know headers and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff for the for the page for quite a long time up until we started looking into doing more rebranding here this last year um, but yeah it it grew a little bit you know we had new dads that were coming in um, regularly I was posting to some of our local Facebook community groups and such to let them know that we existed because mm-hmm. up until then nobody knew that we did right um, and we were still I think probably sub 100 dads at that point maybe sub 60 or so with only you know five or six guys that would come to a dad's night out maybe two or three that would show up for a day out with the kids mm-hmm. and that was kind of the way it was up until uh, the pandemic but prior to the pandemic, I reached back out to the guys who run uh, City Dads and said, hey, I've got a group in Tacoma. I've connected with some of these other dads. You know, we do want to see if we can get something going. And so I grabbed, we ended up picking the largest meetup group that was out, that was there for the, the area called the Seattle Active Dads. Oh, I um, remember that one. Yeah. Mm. It had like 400 dads, mm. I think, in it at the time, maybe just a little under 400 dads. And so we used that as kind of our central meetup, switch the branding and everything, switch the oh. ownership over to City Dads so that they can manage that. Uh, and then we started the Puget Sound Dads group. 
Okay. And we had two uh, organizers in Seattle and myself down at Tacoma. And uh, it sort of worked for a mm-hmm. bit there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the Seattle dads, it was kind of hard to get like a regular thing going. That's, that's Seattle. That's it Seattle. Yeah. You know, um, I, I tried working with uh, city dads to do uh, South Sound. Because I'm, you know, I'm down in Lacey. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in the Olympia Lacey area, and um, because it didn't include Seattle, and they did at the time they didn't want to do like conglomerate area; they wanted individual city. But what people don't know is Seattle is very clicky, yeah. and like if you're not already in the click and the group, it's hard to break in, and it's hard to break up those groups and create something else. Like it's yeah, yeah. the Puget Sound as a whole is very siloed. Yeah. So each city, just like the the borders of that city, are like a, a, a chasm. Yeah. Like you know, especially here in Tacoma, like you know, getting in touch with people in Gig Harbor on the other side of the bridge, like it's it's like pulling teeth. That's hilarious because it's right there. It's it's literally yes. right there. It's right there. Yeah. But I gotta pay a toll. Uh, yeah, I know. I gotta pay uh, see, a toll. I grew up. So I grew up, like I said, first ten years in Tacoma, mm. and we moved to Gig Harbor. When we were in Gig Harbor. Like, we never came to Tacoma unless right. we had to. And that was before the toll. That was before the second bridge. Right. Well, that like, was that was Kitsap County. I was in Port Orchard. Yep. I, I would come to Tacoma for, well, at the time, well, Tigers game. Harbor's Pierce County. Oh, right, right, right. Kitsap's just out past But Kitsap, it. Peninsula. But yeah. we'll, we'll go by the peninsula. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I would come to Tacoma for Tigers games. Oh, yeah. At the time. Uh, but if we needed anything else that we could easily get in Tacoma, we'd probably take the ferry to Seattle. Yeah. Like there's definitely yeah that that bridge somehow is more of a moat. It's a mental barrier. Yeah, yeah. You just couldn't cross it. That's crazy. And so now you know we've you know moved down to Texas where everything is like an hour away. Right. Like you know everything was just so spread out over there that we just got used to traveling. Mm-hmm. And we, yep. my wife and I, love to travel. You know we don't usually have the funds to travel far, but right. you know in the Puget Sound in the Tacoma area, like. You know, an hour and a half up and in, deep into the Cascades, hour and a half into the Olympics, like you yeah. know, the, you're you you know you have such a small barrier of entry to get to these beautiful views and yeah. incredible places that you can go visit, and so you know why not travel? Why not get out of these things? Like right. uh, when we, my wife and I, lived in Minnesota for more than a few years. Yep. We, we did our time in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> the but, it, um, but it's the same idea, right? We were yep. in the middle of the state, middle of nowhere. It was two and a half hours to the cities. Oh, yeah. And the big city next to us, Alexandria, was big because, wait for it, it had more than two restaurants and Ooh. a three movie theater. Whoa. A three-screen movie theater. That's huge. Wow. And Brock Lesnar for, oh. for <laughs> the oddest thing out, out, in, the, out in the boondocks. But yeah. anyway. I digress. Um, I'm looking over at my boss. Boss, you got a question as we're talking about Tacoma Dad's group? I, I, I know you're just sitting there like supervising me, so I'm just feeling judged, and I'm wondering no, if I no, can get no, you no, no. to ask a question about the Dad's group. So my biggest question is, what was the ultimate goal of when the group was created, and then what do you see your goal as now with it going forward? Yeah, there's been a big shift in that over the last year. Um, the you know the group was created really just for dads to hang out. That was that was the whole idea uh, for dads to hang out, get a chance to connect with each other, uh, to have time out with the kids. Um, I I'm still maintaining the same two events that they did uh, from the very beginning. You know, a dad's night out where dad gets to get out with each other. 
We get to go have fun. Uh, and then a day where we take the kids out. It's a, you know, a, a, a little give and take. You know, our partners get a chance to have a, a late morning where they can do what they need to, do what they want to. Uh, and then we get a time where we get to go out in the evening. Usually it starts after kids have gone to bed or at least as much as we can, you know, schedule something like that because the kids are so, you know, bedtimes are so different for everybody. Yeah. Um, but now as we've grown, um, it's now me and uh, I've got two other, uh, two other guys helping me organize. Uh, Paul and Jake are fantastic. Woo! They really help give guys. me some. They're great. Yeah, they give me insight that um, that I don't have access to all the time. You know, Jake's Jake's been uh, you know one of my closest friends for a while here, and and uh, just started to meet Paul this year. Uh, but he's a stay at home dad, yep. and you know he's got a his, his own insight and helps manage all of our midweek meetups and and things that are more specialized towards dads that. Um, maybe either have off schedules or then I work in the routine Monday through Friday, you know, eight to five, nine to five, um, or they're stay at home dads as well. You know, stuff I can't do. I've wanted to have those kind of events for a while, but I just, I, I don't have the flexibility to, to do that. And so as we've grown, our shift has gone from just being about dads connecting with each other um, to embracing that and also adding on dads finding ways to engage our community. Mm. So we've gone from being very dad focused to, okay, now we've got all these dads, what do we want to do? And, you know, it felt, uh, like a, like a waste of an opportunity to not find ways for us to start looking at, uh, means for community outreach. Um, you know, we've got, a few things in the in in the on the back burner right now, and things that we're looking at, you know, doing park cleanups or something like that, where we can get the dads together, do this all more formally. Mm -hmm. uh, next year or next year, next month we'll be at uh, Tacoma Pride, and that's a whole other wonderful thing going on with free dad hugs. Um, but love those buttons. I am. Oh, yeah. Man. I need one. Need one. It is. I know. We've we've got our our shirts. I'm about to uh, ransack. The, the order form for our shirts uh, opens uh, this afternoon. Oh, there you go. So I'm very excited about it. It's it's something that's been in the works for a while, and um, you know, again, it's it's making that pivot of like we've got all these dads now. Mm -hmm. We've grown drastically since the pandemic, and yes. like that was uh, a, a big shift. You know, we survived the pandemic somehow uh city dads uh the puget sound dads group with city dads barely survived the pandemic uh we lost all of our organizers in seattle wow. we uh really tried hard to do like virtual dads night out where we'd chat and mm -hmm. we'd have like four or five dads oh, yeah. you know again we we were already kind of seeing that and so it wasn't too shocking but e that's including dads from seattle and I was I was getting that in Tacoma by myself, and uh, so yeah, it was real tough, and it really got me to a point where I was realizing we're getting to a point, you know, through the end of the pandemic, as as things are opening up more, where we started meeting in person again, and I think our very first meetup in person after the pandemic, we had like ten dads show up, and it was like holy cow, like this <laughs> is this is so cool. Uh, and it grew and grew and grew. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we came into the pandemic with right around 200 
dads in the group, which was, you know, pretty impressive at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now we're, I think, like two people shy of 500. Nice. And the Puget Sound Dads group has grown to just over 900 dads, including most of the the dads here in Tacoma. Um, And we've now added on another uh, person organizing in the Tukwila area. He just started. We got another dad who used to organize up in Seattle that just made a connection the other day talking about wanting to try to start something up in Seattle again. So it's nice to see that kind of coming together. Mm-hmm. But man, as soon as the pandemic came to like more of a wrap up, it's a little bit safer to start meeting up in person. Um, I think we went down to the camp bar uh which is further over towards downtown, uh, not the hilltop area, but it was, well, I guess that's, that's hilltop over there. Order. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, we went there and we had, um, yeah, 10 or 11 guys show up, took a couple pictures, something like that. Sure. Started to post it on social media and started to post it more into the different Facebook groups, started to get more traction with that. New dads coming in. And then the flood of, uh, New dads, mm-hmm. pandemic baby, COVID baby dads uh, started to come in and we started posting more, you know, trying to get these the, you know pictures out, trying to chat with people more. It's always been like pulling teeth to get dads to come together anywhere. Yep. And it's even more so difficult to get them to start talking about anything. And in the early days of the group, uh, especially when I had switched over to organizing it, I felt like it was just a constant strain to get guys to talk to each other. Like yeah. even after a couple beers, like we're it's just like oh come on, we got to talk, we got to do something here. We're not just going to sit here in silence. Nobody's going to come back if there's no engagement. Exactly. And now with the group, I I mean I barely get a chance to talk to everybody. Right. Like I may I may greet half the people at an event. Oh, I I watch you. So um, I went to I think two prior to COVID. I know I went to at least one prior to COVID. I think you went to two. Um, and then when it restarted and eventually started going again. And so, so that, yeah, that explosion of people is crazy. And, and over the last three meetups of the dad's night out have been crazy, but I, I always make sure to take a couple minutes to watch you work. And it's just, <laughs> it's just hilariously fun to watch you work. Cause it's like, Oh, what is it? He's going to make that quarter. He's going to make that quarter. Oh, he's in that quarter now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there's new, Oh, oh, there's new people that came in. Does he have time? Does he have time? Oh, he's over there now. Yep. And it's hustle for me. Hustle. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. You know, it's uh, th- there's definitely a part of me that would love to just be able to sit down at one table and enjoy a beer and not have to walk around. But it also, you know, it it keeps me going mm-hmm. and it keeps me excited about what is happening. And I have a little mental map in my head of like, because on a on an any given event on a dad's night out, especially um, this year in 2023, I think the first one that we had, we had. 15 dads show up for dad's night out. And then, cause that was, uh, just after. So just before we had our first annual Christmas party, you know, I, we, we used a non-denominational sure. like gift exchange, something or other like that. But yeah, we did a little gift exchange. We had six guys that did the, the gift exchange. It'd be real interesting to see what next year's look like. <laughs> but, uh, we had, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say probably about yeah, 12 guys, maybe 15 guys at the most that were at that one. And then January, we had like 20 guys. Right. And then February, it was like 
20, 25 guys. And then last month in, in May, we had just over 50 guys show up for Dad's Night Out. Um, Odin Brewing. At Odin Brewing. R.I.P. Um, but that they, they shut the place down completely mm-hmm. for us. And we had the run of the facility wow. and it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, the brewer brought out some of their, their most recent non-alcoholic uh, cans uh, for non-alcoholic IPA. And that was fun. Yeah, it was. You know, we all just hung out and that's the, that's kind of the joy of it. You know, we had a lot of different things going on. We had things that people can do. Mm-hmm. We had people bring in games. We had uh, a, a switch set up with some Mario Kart. Right. But for the most part, like it's hard to get guys to those things because they're just in conversation. Right. They're talking. They're 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 communicating. They're uh, you know networking, which has been great to see so many small businesses in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're at a point where we've very quickly outgrown a lot of the places that we've right. been at in right. previous years. Because in previous months, in previous months, we couldn't even, do yeah. SIG unless they shut down the rest of the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't go back to Brewer's Row. Right. Like we're at now. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's no way. Dad's barbecue here. Oh, at some I, point. so yeah. So one of the things that oh. we've added this year are family days for right. the summer. And so um, last month we went to a Rainier's game uh, with, you know, our partners and the kids. Don't look at me. So I was in Vegas. Fun. I was in Vegas. I didn't have the opportunity. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> Nelson over here judging me again. Like, yeah, I know. I should have organized something. No, I was no, in no, Vegas. No, no. Yeah, it was fun. It, it was. It I was, was really with my cool. Wife. Darn it. We we got some group rate tickets. Um, you know, with the group rate thing, we can charge a little extra to make some money for what we do. Um, but we chose not to for the family days, and you know, we're not in that to make money. We're not right. a formal nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, any of the money that we get that's a donation, everything we do is all funded by by the dads in the group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a, a, a small handful of dads who are, it's within their means to help get things going. Mm-hmm. And that's been really helpful. And that's helped get us to where we are today. That is exactly where Dad's Move started, people using their own money. Yep. And that's, you know, it, it's... Um, it shows that we have dads that believe in what we're doing, that they're willing to invest into keeping this thing running and growing it. And there are always costs that are going to be involved. And we try to keep those as minimal as possible. Um, even with the Rainier's game, we knew that, you know, 15 bucks a ticket. I've got a family of six. Right. Like it adds up fast. Yeah. And so we were able to connect with a handful of um of local people, local business owners and such who are able to uh, give us some funds to cover the cost of tickets for some people. And we were able to cover the cost of, oh, what was that? Five, eight, nine, yeah, almost 10 tickets wow. that we that we covered for the event. And fantastic. so, yeah, it ended up being something that was, these are dads that would not have been able to go right. if they weren't able to have it covered like this. And so that was kind of the start of our community outreach mentality mm-hmm. was getting that up and running. Um, and then we switched into a, you know, I, I love my forms. I love my spreadsheets and such. Right. And, you know, we're primarily a, a, a Gmail 
um, organization. So I keep everything in Google mm -hmm. Docs. But we created a, a form for meal trains for dads in the group. So if we've got nice. a dad who's a new dad, you know, that those first couple of weeks of, of being a new parent are, are drastically improved if you have people providing meals for mm -hmm. you. For sure. Like, absolutely. And so that's all on the community. And we did our first one last month, and we were able to get almost a full week of dinners available for the couple. And again, first time we've done it, it, right. it was I was so happy that we were able to do what we did. And not everybody was able to make a meal. A couple people gave sure. them like Grubhub or Uber Eats uh, gift certificates. But it's all support. Yeah, it's support. Yeah. And so you've got a new dad, you know, a brand new dad coming into an organization like this. He's only He'd only been in the group for um, a few weeks, I think, before he was like, yeah, by the way, we've got a new baby coming. So how cool is that to come That's into amazing. a group like this and all of a sudden, boom, community support. That's amazing because especially that those first couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Where you, you've gone from a married guy to parent <laughs> yep. to dad, I think back and like whether you're a stay-at-home parent or not, those first couple weeks, it's it's just it's just a like a mind-changing experience. Yeah, like and and you can't prep for it. Mm -mm. You yeah. can think you prep for it, but you can't you prep can't. for that actual yeah. change. So, but yeah, to have that as a community. Yep. I, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I had I have a great family that rallied around, but to have that in the community and to have strangers saying, we understand, we've got you, like, yeah. that, is, that is awesome. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, it's been intentional. Um, you know, Jake, our, 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 one of the organ, other organizers, uh, he's very um, community-driven, uh, very focused on that. You know, finding ways that we can go to protests, finding ways that we can go to like, he's he's been such a good, uh, and he's he's been very encouraging, and making sure that we're not uh, being too passive, right? Um, that we want to be engaged and active in these things, and so he's always been very focused on that, um, and that's been something that's always been kind of at the core of my being. You know, to to stand up for and and use any platform or voice that I have to um, help uplift and support marginalized communities, and that was, um, you know, circling it back to mm -hmm. the, the the cult days, that was taken advantage of and co opted um, by the leadership there that they sure. saw that I was loyal and that I fought for things, and they presented everything that they did in a way that that fit that mold so mm -hmm. that I could fight for and be an advocate for them. Just be prepared for the hate emails. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a very, I, not to that level, but I have a similar high school story of that, that passion and that uh, religious component mixed in with loyalty and other things being used against me by folks. And, but how amazing that you're able to tap into all of that and use it for so many good things now. Yeah. Yeah. We, we left the church during the pandemic. Um, and you know, we don't ascribe to anything at this point, anything mm -hmm. in particular. Um, but we saw, um, we saw community within that environment and we saw what community was supposed to look like, mm -hmm. not necessarily shown by that environment, um, but 
we saw the blueprint of what community is supposed to look like. Sure. Um, we weren't getting it there as much as we would have liked to. And so it became a driving force for, for me to make sure that there was an opportunity for those who do not have a community mm. that is supporting them in any way possible, um, that they can come into the Tacoma Dads group and they can find community, as much community as they want to invest themselves in. Right. Because there's mm-hmm. always opportunities for more people to come in, help organize events, volunteer for things that we've got going on, um, you know, for next month for the for, for Tacoma Pride Fest. Like we're going to be right. there with a booth, with shirts and buttons, free dad hugs. We've got just over 20 volunteers right now for the six hours for Pride Fest. Awesome. And so awesome. like, you know, that's this is 20 dads plus their partners, right? Uh, for the most part, that are going to be there to help encourage a local marginalized community and to be there as, you know, hopefully at least we can be an encouraging force at Pride for people who did not find this kind of support from their own fathers. We need to angle to get our boots near each other. Oh, there you go. We're going to be right next to, so there is no national free dad hugs organization. Right. There is a national free, free mom, mom hugs organization. Yeah. So originally we were we were not going to do our own thing. We were just going to you know come in and just kind of support free mom hugs and be there as free dad hugs. And then we quickly realized that like we would be uh, a bit more uh, of a presence than we originally thought. Mm. And so it kind of came quickly to a point where it was like you know maybe we should do our own. And we went side by side, and so we're trying to get our booths together next to each other so that we can have it kind of all in one spot. And I think that if you're able to get a booth close to us, I think that'd be awesome. Well, considering one of our staff members is on the planning committee, maybe we can get that to happen. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we need to talk because that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing off off topic here. Oh, definitely. if I could, I just had one quick question I wanted to follow up with you. So with the growth of the Tacoma Dads Group, where do you see your place or collaboration with other father-focused organizations that will do maybe similar work or different work, but for fathers? Yeah, we, we want to provide our dads with as many resources as possible. Our focus is Tacoma. Like, this is our bread and butter. This is our community. Um, if there are other areas in, um, in the greater Puget Sound that want to try and replicate what we've got going on here, um, that's, that's awesome. But we see our niche market as being connecting dads in Tacoma and providing community for them. And hopefully through that process, as we connect with you know organizations like Dads Move, um, and, and others that we've seen pop up in the area, you know, we don't want to take over space. We want to try and come in and just provide bodies and, you know, provide dads, uh, to help uplift and support our local community. You know, we're, we're not connected federally or anything like that. We're not connected with the government. And so there's always, you know, areas where, where we rely on other organizations to be able to do. But we have some flexibility because we don't have those connections. You know, we get to stand for what we stand for, and we get to kind of make that up as we go. Mm. 
you know, as we've we've taken a very um, supportive stance for the local LGBTQIA plus community, and that rubbed some people wrong. And you know what? Okay, like we we ascribe to the mentality that you cannot hold space for both the victim and the one who is inflicting fear or violence. Because if you do that, you lose the victim. Right. They're not going to put themselves in those situations. Absolutely. And so we will always keep our doors open. Um, And that's where, you know, as as you go, if you go to the Facebook group, uh, you can see in the questions that we, uh, all we ask is that you identify as a dad. Right. You know, that's, that's, that's our, our entry of our, our point of entry. You identify as a dad. If you are a queer dad, if you are a gay dad, if you are a trans dad, it doesn't matter. As long as you yeah. identify as a dad and this is the life that you want to live mm-hmm. of what it takes to be a father, what it takes to be active and engaged in your kid's life, then you're welcome. Love it. And if you have a problem with that, you're not welcome. Like we've, we've lost yeah. some members, yeah. uh, uh, a, a very small handful that, of members. That's you the thing can, is please everyone. Well, yep. and those that get mad, get loud. Yep. And so it seems like maybe more, but you look at it over time and it really, it really isn't. Small percentage. It, it really yeah. isn't. Um, so I got two more questions for you and we're yeah, coming sure. up on time here. Um, I don't know if Nelson will have any other questions, but I might prod him. We'll see. He, he's, he's doing a great job supervising, so I've, I've, I've felt on edge the entire time. Good. <laughs> I, I'm a better interviewer this way. Um, but no, so we got to talk about John Francis. Yeah. I can't have you on this show. I can't take any opportunity to not talk about Mr. John Francis. I love this man. So, Johnny Franchise. Johnny Franchise. So, yeah, because I could tag him and he'll of course, absolutely yeah. love it. Um, so, John Francis runs Father's Eve. Yep. And I'm going to let you describe what that is because you've been running events for a while now. And this is all new to me. Oh, so. yeah. yeah there is, we go. I, I only know Francis from stay-at-home dad stuff and then from other convention stuff, but him showing up with a giant check is just one of the most beautiful things you'll ever yeah. <laughs> witness in your life. So go for it. Yeah. So Father's Eve is something um, I had actually, um, I think I got connected with what they were doing uh, back in 2016. I think it was our first Father's Eve what is that? Yeah, it was 2016, maybe 2017, or at least we were having co- conversations. Mm-hmm. And it was the first year that they had really started to try to make it a national thing. Right. And so I've got a T-shirt in my sock drawer somewhere from that first year. Um, but yeah, so Father's Eve uh, is billed as um, a day, the day before Father's Day, where dads can get together to connect with each other. And in that connection freeing up an opportunity for us to spend the day on father's day with our family so it's kind of that you know some dads want to get away on father's day this is that opportunity the night before so we have a lot of fun uh you know i think we went disc golf disc golfing the first year that we did it and you know there's only a handful of us Mm -hmm. again back in the days that was you know it, it wasn't that big of a draw it, that's just what it was. Right. And so we, we kept it up uh, until the pandemic. Uh, I think the first year, 2020, uh, we didn't join in. They were trying to do a virtual thing. Um, it was kind of buggy. It was the first mm-hmm. time. I and mean, we were all like learning what to do remotely. Right. 
And so, and I opted to not do anything the following year. So this is the first year since the pandemic that we've done Father's Eve. And it's, it's a different boat this year because mm-hmm. this is, it's not as, it's not that different from what a dad's night out looks like for us now. Right. But before it was like, we're bringing in people from all over the place, trying to get as many people from, you know, however far we need to. Um, I think the last one that we did uh, was up at, of all places, at Odin in Tukwila. Nah. Back when they had their 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 uh, their brewery up in Tukwila, we did one there, and that was the last time I think that we did any like formal Puget Sound Dads mm-hmm. kind of event. And um, then the pandemic hit, and you know, kind of messing wow. up. But Father's Eve is fantastic. It's a it's, it's a great opportunity for dads to connect with each other. Um, to engage, we do a toast at eight o'clock local time. Uh, yeah, we do a toast at eight o'clock local time, which is, um, you know, hosted on each time zone. So at eight, we'll, we'll start at seven 30 at seven seas brewing in in downtown Tacoma. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. So, and one more time, Johnny Francis. Yeah. John, John Francis. Francis. John Francis. I love that man. Yeah. Um, Okay, and so yeah, as we're coming up on time, um, what is your favorite thing about Tacoma Dads Group? About running it, about participating in it. What is your favorite thing? Community. Like I, it, it seems like a token answer, but man, it brings me so much joy to see, like me, be able to even step back if I see a post where there's a need happening. And I'm seeing dads connecting with each other completely outside of my involvement. Um, you know, that, that makes me tear up. I just, it, it, it warms my heart to see dads connecting with each other naturally. You know, dads in the wild. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, it's what this is all about for me. You know, to see dads encouraging each other to be better fathers to be better husbands, to be better partners, to be engaged and to see the joy that is fatherhood, mm. you know, not to get on a soapbox, but, you know, we've, we've historically, generationally mm. neglected our role as fathers mm-hmm. and partners to further our own endeavors and it is wonderful wonderful to see a generation of men stepping up generation of dads saying that's not enough mm-hmm. like it's clear that this is not sustainable our partners are you know they're they're drowning right. they're they're not able to maintain all of this and it kills me to not be a part of that and so i uh, you know, I didn't grow up during my formative years with a dad who was super involved in what I was doing. Uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up with that, that example. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great relationship now. He's a great grandpa. He, he's, he's wonderful uh, to our kids and they love him to death. But a lot of this has been trailblazing for my wife and I. You know, we've been trying to figure this out on our own. What does a dad look like? Mm. Especially when we're talking about like societally and not religiously, Mm -hmm. you know, what is a father's role? And, you know, we just started up a dad's book club 
in the group, and we're going through uh, Fair Play by Eve Rodsky, which I love the concept of the book. Mm-hmm. We, we love the idea of dads who aren't the primary care provider and aren't the primary household default parent, that it, it gives us an opportunity to better see what is actually being done during a daily routine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just taking the kids to school. It's not just right. making sandwiches. Like there's so much more emotional and mental labor that goes into running these things that, has, again, historically, we've just been absent from. Right. And so it's all new space. And, you know, we see the complaints and we see the memes of like dads doing the laundry and then like waiting for applause that we did this thing. And we don't deserve applause for doing the bare minimum of being an equal partner in a household. What we do deserve applause for is breaking this generational cycle Mm -hmm. of neglect and abuse within the household. That's that's what we're getting at here. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent on that one. Well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> well, so I want to respect both of your time. We're coming up on time here and um, yeah, just about an hour or so. Um, thank you so much, Sean, for being on the podcast and talking. We we could talk another two, three, oh, four yeah. hours. And at some point we will, sure. I'm sure, recorded or not. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, this has been the Dad Move podcast. My name is Joe Saladino. With me was Nelson Rascal, my boss and the person who gives me a paycheck. Thanks again, Sean Lacey from Tacoma Dad's Group, founder and all-around good guy. Have a great rest of your day, folks.